Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. The year was 2011. It was a hot summer day in August, around 108 degrees Fahrenheit, or 42 centigrade in the shade, in central Phoenix. There were about 50 people assembled on the patio next to the courthouse steps on Jefferson Street. They were all there for the same reason. Most had a clipboard in hand with a list of the day's properties to be auctioned. Yes, this was the foreclosure auction in the noon sun in downtown Phoenix. In a few minutes' time, the auctioneers would arrive with their ruggedized laptops. There were three auctioneers, and each one set up on a separate picnic table, separated by about 15 feet. If you stood between two of the tables, you could probably hear the two sets of auction properties at once. You could tell who the professional bidders were. They had an earpiece connected to their phone in one ear so they could communicate with the head office, and then they were listening to the auctioneers with the other ear. This day's list had 260 properties to be auctioned. The list was made public at 9 a.m. the day before the auction, so you had at most 27 hours to review the list, perform your due diligence, and a drive-by inspection of the properties on the list. Before you did that, you'd need to carefully review the list and determine which properties would be of interest. You need to search title, determine whether any other liens were recorded on title. Knowing the full picture of the liens was key to knowing what the likely minimum sale price would be at auction. If the price didn't meet the reserve and it didn't sell, then the lender would become the owner and it would revert back to the lender as a result of the auction. If you looked around, you could tell who the professional bidders were and who were the amateurs. The pros all knew each other, and the rookies were looking around, taking it all in, unsure where to stand or how to conduct themselves. There were all kinds of people. There was a police officer from Toronto. There was a mother and daughter who arrived with one specific property in mind. Each time a property sold, the winning bidder confirmed their information with the auctioneer and handed over a cashier's check for $10,000. They would have 24 hours to bring the balance of the purchase in the form of a cashier's check. The auctioneer would read out the lot number and then read out the address and start the bidding. Within a minute, the property would have a new owner or it would revert to the foreclosing lender if there were no bids. Many of the properties sold for between $25,000 to $35,000. The professional bidders, wanting to protect their value in the process, would bid against the rookie buyers to force the price up before backing down. They forced the purchase price up to $50,000 when the mother and daughter put in their bids for their property. Many of those in attendance were shocked that the mother and daughter were forced to pay too much. On that day, about a third of the properties went back to the bank with no bid at all. Another quarter that were originally on the published list didn't get auctioned at all. It was an average day on the courthouse steps in the noon sun. That year, in 2011, 36,000 homes went into foreclosure in Maricopa County alone. The mother and daughter overpaid by about $20,000 that day. But today, their home would probably sell between $400,000 and $450,000. With the benefit of hindsight, we can see there were actually no bad deals that day at all. Back then, we were looking upon the auctions as the new normal. It had been taking place for a couple of years. We took the idea of buying property for less than construction cost as the way it should be. That was the definition of a good deal. We looked at the seller's market conditions of the pre-recession environment as irrational exuberance. 2007 became synonymous with overheated market sentiment. 2007 meant overheated stock market. 2007 meant an overheated housing market. Back in 2011, it was impossible to see the end of the market crash. The recovery was too far in the distant future. We could not see the bottom of the real estate market for at least another year. 
So here we are in 2021, in the tail end of the largest pandemic-induced economic disruption in recent economic history. Inventory of multifamily properties for sale is near zero. Inventory of homes for sale is at historic lows. Demand for new construction is high, and prices for new construction are experiencing a lot of upward pressure. Homes are selling above asking price in multiple offers. The current market conditions have no end in sight. This is the new normal. Back in 2019, it appeared like the market was hot, and here we are nearly two years later, and the market seems hotter than ever. There's nothing on the horizon that would suggest a major reduction in demand or a major increase in supply for that matter. Today's seller market seems normal. There's no end in sight. Interest rates are low, prices are up 14% on a nationwide basis, and building is continuing with little sign of slowing down despite the increase in material costs. So as I reflect on the auctions of 2007, those were not normal market conditions. And the frenzied market conditions of 2021 are not normal either. As you think about that, be very patient when it comes to investing in real estate. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.